March 3rd, day two. Needless complexity, cultivate simplicity. I do believe in simplicity. It is astonishing as well as sad how many trivial affairs even the wisest thinks he must attend to in a day. How singular an affair he thinks he must omit. When the mathematician would solve a difficult problem, he first frees the equation of all encumbrances and reduces it to its simplest terms. So simplify the problem of life. Distinguish the necessary and the real. Probe the earth to see where your main roots run. Henry David Thoreau. We live in an age of increasing complexity. Researchers tell us that every day we are inundated with the equivalent of 34 gigabytes of information through our phones, media, email, and the internet. Rapid changes and advances in technology are our norm. 100 years ago, the major invention that captivated people was the first toggle light switch. Today, it is the genome editing technology that is changing the face of how we live. We also stand on the precipice of advances in artificial intelligence, robotics, and networks that will usher in dramatic changes in life. Too much, too fast, is the mantra of our times. While faith is still born in the quiet cocoon of reflection and openness to the Holy Spirit, Satan would love to keep us so busy, so connected to the world, so responsive to the constant barrage of stimulation around us that we don't know how to still ourselves. We tune out God's voice in the barrage of other voices that vie for our attention. I read a fascinating article by a Baylor professor who had a moment of insight. Quote, Ten years ago, a Baylor colleague took me as a faculty member on the Baylor in Africa program. It changed my life. For five weeks, I was part of a culture that disdained deadlines, treated distance as something better measured by stories than maps, and believed that I actually meant we. When we stayed with the villagers in the hills of northwest Kenya, it was simultaneously the most challenging and the most illuminating experience of my life to that point. Some of our students went a little crazy, I think. Maybe I did too, because what I discovered seemed crazy to me. These members of the Bakusu tribe, certainly among the world's poorest people, were some of the most joyful people I had ever met. It made no sense. They possessed fewer clothes than I carried in my backpack, lived in crumbling houses of mud and wood, and cooked over open fires. I was raised to give my nickels and dimes to the Lottie Moon Christmas Fund for such people, but here was my new Bakusu friend, Douglas Wanyama. He didn't have a library or a palm pilot or the complete second season of The Sopranos, but he had something better. He had a smile on his face. How could this be? End quote. Insight, meaning, and joy are found when we can slow down and simplify our lives. That is why the evil one is constantly prowling, trying to keep us busy with our lives throttling on high. Consider the lilies of the field, Jesus said. They toil not, neither do they sow, and yet even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed as one of these. Matthew chapter 6, verses 28 and 29. Henry David Thoreau's book Walden remains a classic. What is truly necessary to life, Thoreau asks. Our work and commerce, the hustle and hurry of our lives, the goods we lay up for ourselves, the mansions in which we shelter ourselves— no, he responds, 
Simplify, 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 Thoreau advised. And he threw his paperweight out the window as an object lesson. Slow down. Reflect. Open our door and our heart to the natural world. Don't be afraid to march to the beat of a different drummer. <laughs>